0: Welcome to the uh, Give Me a Full podcast, episode one. This is Coach Hemi. I am your host. I'm welcomed here by two of my colleagues and co-workers, Coach Megan Mummy, who is now the uh, varsity head coach of Thomas Worthen High School, and Coach Olivia Philpot, who is our freshman head coach. Uh, why don't you guys introduce yourself real quick? Who wants to go first? It's okay. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm uh, Coach P, as I go by. Um this is my first year on the varsity squad. Um, I coached seventh grade before this. Um, I played basketball at Ohio Dominican in the past, so love the game and excited for this podcast.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm Coach Mummy. Um, this is my thirteenth year coaching. Um, I coached at the collegiate level in all kinds of capacities, uh, junior college, Division II, Division uh, III. And this is my seventh year uh, coaching high school basketball, oh. and I'm really excited to be um, back in the high school realm. I think uh, I have wonderful coaching staff, hey, and nice, yeah, yeah, staff. and um, you know, I'm I'm just excited to uh, hopefully kick off this season.
0: Okay, so first question that I got for you is, I don't I've never had a chance to work with a college coach before, who's you know at any level, and my biggest thing is I eventually want to get to that level. What's one or a few things you would tell a upcoming coach at the high school level you know things they could probably work on look for that they could possibly do to get to the level you know we aspire to be Mm -hmm. as far as college
2: um I think you know it's it's definitely helps if you have some wins under your belt uh, that's really gonna you know help your resume build your resume up but I think the biggest thing is just um getting out there where networking and talking with Mm -hmm. other college coaches I think One of the things um, I was getting ready to do before I applied and got a job in in college um, coaching was starting the AU circuit. I think that's um, where a lot of people have that opportunity because college coaches are there watching not only the players, but sometimes the coaches as well. So um, I think that to get to that level, um, you know, it's it's really just about um, the networking and and trying to kind of get your foot into the door um, when you can.
0: That's the biggest thing I've heard is networking. I coached AAU. I don't know about you, Coach B. You mm-hmm. didn't coach AAU. Mm-hmm. I, I've done it two years. This past year was my third but because of COVID. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. A lot of big tournaments in Cincinnati and in Indiana. A lot of college coaches. Awesome. Yep. Uh, my favorite one was at the big run in Louisville. 300-something college coaches. It was like a dream come true. <laughs> Got a few cards. Met a few people. Nothing came of it. But, you know, I feel like you make a good impression, yeah. you're stuck in somebody's back of somebody's head. Right. Uh, coach P. I'm going to ask you a similar question. You play college basketball like mm-hmm. Coach Mummy. What What is something that you saw in your college coach that made you want to maybe get into coaching?
1: Yeah. Well, I think that there's the fine line of, you know, having like a relationship with your kids and your girls mm-hmm. and then being like that leader that, you know, kids will run through a wall for Mm -hmm. and through all all my years of coaches and um you know I've always had like those coaches that I would literally run through a wall for and that's what I wanted to be you know at a at a young age like I look back at my junior high years and I still have a relationship with my seventh grade basketball coach and like I owe so much to them and I wanted to be that person Mm -hmm. you know in my coaching career.
0: Yeah, I still remember my fourth grade coach making us do duck walks and six inches and planks. And Mr. Lee, he was the meanest person at that point in my life besides my father. I hated him, but he made us better. It was when I got to my senior year of high school varsity basketball. I had a drill sergeant for a basketball coach, handstands, but the buddy suicides all that. So I was used. I was used to it. You know. So now that we got the introductions out the way, you guys can relax a little bit. <laughs> if you, if you guys can't tell out there, they're very nervous. It's okay. It's the first, first podcast. Pod, it's okay. So now we're going to get into the fun stuff.
2: Okay.
0: Culture. Like I feel like when you first got here, your biggest thing was trying to change the culture. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about what you saw at first, and we be honest here, and what mm-hmm. you're trying to do now.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think I never really like got into like the whole culture of it until I actually coached college. And then I learned from my um, old head coach when I was an assistant that like she really drilled culture and how big of a difference it, it changed the program. So when I came in, um, you know, I think the biggest thing was the girls just along the line of respect Um, being on time, being diligent about letting coaches know, like, hey, I'm going to be at this, you know, this doctor appointment, I'm going to be here, I'm going to be late. Just uh, the communication piece was huge. Um, And I think we finally got to a good point. Um, Now that's probably going to change now with COVID, of course. Um, But I think, you know, just instilling the And I think all three of us have that competitive nature into our kids and and pushing them to their full capacity Mm -hmm. and their potential. I think that that was huge, um, you know, for their culture to see that, to see we all have played the game. We really enjoy it. We love the game. And then I think that that's actually like, you know, kind of they're taking a a part to that. Um, And I think we're going to eventually get there uh, where we want to be. I think it's still going to take, you know, a full full year at least. um, But I think... The seniors this year are really on board with helping change it, and mm-hmm. then I am very excited about this freshman class coming in, and then, um, you know, the kids, the sophomore and juniors in the middle are going to help as well.
0: Yeah, I agree. So when it comes to culture, because we have a lot of uh, things we agree on, and I haven't heard anything I disagree with you on, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, because I'll add to that, and Coach P, you can kind of chime in as well, too. What when you're coming as a new coach and you have a for lack of a better term senior laden team, we have a lot more seniors than we do juniors and mm-hmm. sophomores. What is it you would tell your freshman coach? We have a lot of freshmen this year. like mm-hmm. A lot. Mm-hmm. What is something you would tell your freshman coach cuz you're not there all you're not there every day in practice. Right. You know, you you don't you're not on the bus with them. You see their game sometimes, you're at a practice here and there. What what is something you would tell your, co- your freshman coach to kind of instill you know, she has, y'all have similarities, but at the same time, she kind of has her imprint she mm-hmm. wants to put on her team. Sure. What are some things you might let her, like, tell her to kind of look out for or to do?
2: I think, um, really just having the freshmen compete, um, and, you know, how to handle adversity. Um, I know that there's some kids that played on a team last year that they lost, what, three games, mm-hmm. the Northern way 8th graders, and then you have the Kilborn kids that lost a lot of games. So, yeah. you got a little bit of different mix in there with the freshmen, and I think, um, having them overcome adversity, but also competing at a high level. I think that's going to, you know, just help us build this program up. And if they can, you know, if she can instill that, it's awesome.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think just letting them know, like, you are the future of this program. Like, on the line of lines of culture, you know, like, I know you came from a school where girls basketball was the world, and I came from a school where girls basketball was the world, and, here, there's so many other things going yeah. on, it's not the case. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you have a team that believes in that, maybe eventually it can be the case. Yeah. So um, just kind of, you know, developing that with them now that, you know, this this is important and we can get there one day and it starts with you guys.
0: Would you guys both agree? Cause I think you would that when we were coming up, because of, I guess the lack of extra curriculars mm-hmm. that when you picked the sport, it was like kind of you did it all year round. You know, I don't know if you played multiple sports. Uh, I played soccer. Okay. Yep. Coach P, you played
1: multiple Soccer. Multiples? I was a terrible goalie, but that's <laughs> fine. <laughs> we had the best hands.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I played basketball. I did, dibble, dib, dabbled in football like two years. Tried baseball out fourth grade. Didn't work out. But basketball, I played all year round. These kids here at Thomas, there's 32, 31, Division one sports. So.
1: Yeah.
0: And there's almost 2,000 kids at this school. They have so many options, you know, and we have a state winning field hockey team, a very good water polo team. These are the, the girls side.
2: Right.
0: What 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 could you tell a aspiring athlete that's good at not great, but good at other sports, but they're good at basketball. How do you how do you kind of get them just to stay with basketball? Is there something you could possibly do?
2: I haven't really found the answer. Um, you know, I really like kids playing multiple sports okay. just so they don't get burnt out. Yeah. However, I think if they could stick to maybe like, okay, basketball is my sport. I play this sport to stay in shape because I enjoy it. And then mm. they're like third season, so to okay. speak, maybe is like an AAU, like trying to get better at my game. Mm. Um, because I think like, that's kind of the route I took. I played soccer in the fall just to keep that endurance, that in shape ability, and then went to basketball. And then in the spring I just played AAU. Mm. Um, So I was – you know, that's something that I want to try to get, you know, with the kids and say, hey, you know, if you have an opportunity, you don't play anything in the spring, it's really – yeah, you got to work on your game. You got to go – as much as AAU is, you know, a toss-up right now, (laughs) um, as a college coach, I hated it because it was just, uh, you know, showboating all about – you know, it had left the team aspect out mm. of it, which is frustrating, but I think they still have to go, they have to keep a ball in their hand, they have to be at practice and, and play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did
0: you guys play AAU?
2: Yeah. Okay. I played AAU back in the day when you had to be invited to tournaments. Oh, yeah. Well, um, you, where it was like big time. You, you, were, you were good? Like it, Yeah, times. you had to be good to go to this tournament. Yeah, yeah. So. Okay. Not nine thousand teams playing run to the 3,000 Yeah, three (laughs) hundred bucks. Right. I I think I I think the my senior year was like three fifty to play. And we had eight tournaments where we traveled and we just left the state for one game, I think. Or like one tournament.
0: I just I was I recently coached a team and it was four hundred fifty for per player. They had a shirt a book bag and they played in about six or seven tournaments. And as a coach, I'm like, Okay. That's cool. But on the outside of in, I'm like, people are playing to play mediocre basketball. Right. They could spend this six, seven weeks or eight weeks to really just hone in on. You be tell me if I'm wrong, just from being a coach last few years, you've been a coach longer than me, in girls basketball at the high school level, if you're great at maybe two things, you can play in college basketball. Mm-hmm. You can always fill out your game. Sure. I agree. But you can be great at two things, whether it be shooting or dribbling, if you're a post player making easy layups and just yeah. running the floor.
1: Right.
0: you going to be a successful high school basketball player. And those things are kind of what's hard, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah my, my AAU experience was different. And I would say I owe everything – well, mostly everything in my basketball career to my AAU experience yeah. mm-hmm. because I was on a team that I was fortunate enough to not pay a dime because the guy that I um, played for, he kind of – he owned a pharmaceutical company oh. – Had the gym there, (laughs) paid for our travels, paid for everything and like paid to, you know, um, he had facilities and, you know, resources of like strength training, agility training, all that stuff, like a drive an hour every day to go practice with them. Um, like we practiced, we worked on fundamentals. It wasn't just show up to these tournaments and play. And it was, it was, it was a big deal. Um, but you know, like since, I don't know, six, seven years ago. I don't see that that it's the same anymore. No. And, and that, that's crazy and sad because I, like I said, I owe a lot to my yeah. AU program. Yeah.
0: So I'm going to pivot here because we talked about culture. And I'm not pretty sure if Thomas is a recruiting school. I don't think we can right now. But with your recruiting background, playing, being in college, mm-hmm. do you think if it ever became with uh, Thomas ever became a school which allowed us to recruit, that that would be something maybe you have up on than other coaches in the area?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think if that became (laughs) an issue, I would would love it, actually, Um, because, you know, I I really feel like you can go and watch a game, and Mm -hmm. I hated it when they were like 35, 40-minute quarters, because it's like, or just halves, I guess, but it was like, I can sit there and watch in 10, 15 minutes a kid's potential, yeah. Um, so, you know, you kind of mark out the kids, you know, that you're like, no, nope, no, nope, no. Nope. And then you focus like on the kids, like, Hey, I, I know they have some talent and, you know, I really could work with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I would have, uh, the edge because I, you know, that's one of the things I did for both programs yeah. for Wittenberg and Urbana as I was like the number one recruiter because that's pretty much what an assistant yeah, does, power you back. know? So, so <laughs> I feel like I would have the edge. I wish that would happen. Um, cause I think we could get some really good kids in this. In this district.
0: I agree. It's a lot of it's a lot of talent walking around the school. where hey, I'm not, I you know, we tried the last few years to get girls to come and play and hey, if they want to, we don't want to force them. Uh, but you know, hopefully they hear this and we hey, we'd love to have you guys. <laughs> now, I wanna ask you, what's a prototypical coach mummy player? Somebody that if you have them and when they leave you they can say, Oh, that person playing for coach mommy who's what's that player look like
2: well that player is definitely going to just be a hard-nosed kid yeah. um they're going to be everywhere on the court they don't have to score a lot of points for that to be my go-to player um mm-hmm. they have to play defense yeah, i i was a defensive player growing up um and i never i always wanted to make the extra pass on offense and mm-hmm. i usually got yelled at by my high school coach because he <laughs> would say shoot the ball uh but i always wanted to pass it because i was just that team player but defensively I took a huge heart in um, being as good as I could and I would want you know my player you know my players on the court to want to play defense and want to get after it because I've always had the philosophy is your defense makes your offense yeah yeah. so if we can play defense and then get steals and get hyped transition to the offensive end I think you know I I think that would be successful for this I agree uh
0: coach P so you're the freshman head coach Mm-hmm. What is something you would like to maybe instill in your freshmen, whether it be on the offensive end, defensive end, but just kind of some of them are new basketball in general, mm-hmm. but some, like Coach Momi alluded to, come from winning programs in middle school or come from losing programs. Mm-hmm. What is something you're doing in practice or throughout the course of the season that you're kind of going to focus in on for the freshmen?
1: Yeah, I think it's a lot of fundamentals, and it starts with things like you know making a right-hand layup with yeah. your right leg going up, you know, like literally the basics of the basics that when they get in like a high pressured situation or a tight game, that those aren't the things they're thinking of. Mm. They're the second nature to sh- make a layup, you know? Mm. And I think it starts with the fundamentals and like if, if they can nail those and, you know, we get them for a couple months, if they actually put in the work outside of the basketball season, I mean, that's where great players are made, mm-hmm. is not when we get them and we're you know, trying to teach all these things in a short hour-and-a-half time period, yeah. but telling them, hey, you got to work on this yourself, and mm-hmm. giving them plenty of things that they can improve on individually and as a whole.
0: So we're going to caveat that, Coach Mommy, to today. So today is uh, the day before Thanksgiving break. What is something you would like your players to maybe go into the break? <laughs> you know, Thanksgiving is a time for family, all that stuff, but... It's still basketball players. Mm-hmm. What's something you want your players maybe to kind of do or keep doing?
2: Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I hope that we continue to keep our <laughs> physical shape. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I'm going to tell them I – we mean, have a big speech yeah. lined up tonight that, you know, get outside, hopefully take a walk, get running, do some stairs, do mm-hmm. some, you know, abs just to try to get the heart rate going because – I've always been told I was an exercise science major that you can lose your entire conditioning in four days if you don't do anything. That simple. Uh, so we're actually giving them four whole days off. So that that makes me a little nervous. Yeah. Uh, so I'm hoping that they take it upon themselves to get out and be active um, over break. And then, you know, I'm hoping that when we get back on Sunday that we can, you know, yeah. get into some drills and, and not have to worry about conditioning them. Yeah. Then they won't like me very much. Um, but hopefully we can get we can get back to uh, where we were after the short break here.
0: Okay, so college, high school, in college, did they have a break? Was it shorter? With this
2: um, well, at Urbana we had to have eight. It's mandatory that for Division two. You have to take mm-hmm. eight days off at Christmas. Oh wow! So that was pretty tough for our kids, mm-hmm. um, because the way our games fell it was just we, like, practiced two days, and they were off for eight days, and we practiced two, and we played a game. And we actually played, like, an exhibition game against Ball State, which we actually (laughs) hung with them for a half. Um, So it wasn't as bad as what we had projected. Mm -hmm. So um, for college, though, like, most of the time it's, like, three days uh, because at Wittenberg especially we had a lot of kids out of state. Mm -hmm. So we had some kids from Indiana, Illinois, um, a couple kids from Kentucky. Yeah, so we gave them at least a little bit of time to get home. Um, but the nice thing about if you're at, like, uh, the NCAC school, they never play, like, they never have games, like, the the week after you get back from okay. breaks, um, which is kind of nice. Yeah, yeah, get a little uh, So, yeah, but for, for high school, um, you know, originally we had planned for three days because we were supposed to play tonight. Yeah. Yeah. So then they, you know, it wouldn't be as bad tomorrow, and then with Thanksgiving, and then Friday we just kind of gave them one extra day, right? And we were yeah. going to come back and play Saturday, or practice Saturday. So I know. Kind of.
0: I hate the break, but I understand it's needed. But I hate the break. It's tough. So we're gonna jump to one of our last topics today. COVID. <laughs> how has COVID affected you? Mind you, first time coach at this school. Mm-hmm. You know, and all of our time 1st time dealing with a pandemic and trying to coach in it. How has it affected maybe your game plan? Well, I know it has, but just give us a little insight. And in how has it affected your game plan? And you know some behind the scenes stuff, you know, you're dealing with maybe the AD or just kind of the school Mm -hmm. district. Like what's, what's going
2: on? Yeah. So, I mean, no figuring out eight hours before you're supposed to play your first game that you canceled. Um, that, that was a, that was a really, um, gut shot there. So (laughs) the OCC, our conference is postponed until December 17th right now. And we can play outside Mm -hmm. the OCC for games. So I was trying to figure out some games, um, Had a few lined up, then figured that it probably wasn't smart to play before a holiday, so kind of held back from a couple of those, thanks to Coach P. Uh, She gave (laughs) me some good advice. Uh, Even though I'm older, I I love taking (laughs) advice from the younger coaches here. Um, And so I had two games lined up, and Monday, um, we were supposed to play London. Well, their AD emailed me last night, and their county, which is Madison County, their health department said no athletics until after January 1st. So... They could not play. So now we might have one game lined up, which is next Thursday, December 3rd, um, against Granville, and we have to play it here because we're not allowed to travel anywhere. Mm -hmm. that they allow spectators, so that's tough. Um, And it's kind of, you know, from the AD, it's like, if we can get you on a bus or you can play here, okay, we'll let you. But they're really not trying to promote it or anything right now. Um, it's just a tough situation, but I will say um, from the coaching standpoint and you guys and our players, I think we've done a really good job of yeah. maintaining the distance, having our masks on, um, being you know six feet apart when we can, um, and when we're not doing drills, they have their masks on. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that just comes from you guys helping out and and we're disciplined. So I I do respect, you know, I'm thankful that the players are doing that. You guys are doing, helping with that as well.
0: Yeah. Shout out to the AD. He's doing a great job keeping us informed. Really appreciate it. (laughs) And and I know I can't speak for UP, but it sucks. Mm -hmm. You know, we came in, knew the pandemic was going to kind of be crazy, but we figured we will still be able to do something, Mm -hmm. play some basketball, and just... It sucks it got shut down, Mm -hmm. you know at least for the time being Mm -hmm. hopefully we keep the numbers down what they say uh, stop the spread (laughs) is that the slogan yeah (laughs) stop the spread wear your mask
2: so um and then you know just to kind of add to that i did you know it hurt me today to send an email to families and you know basically we're in a situation we're kind of having practice be optional at, at some point so that's really tough as a coach because I want my kids in the gym I want to keep getting better I want to play I want to compete but on the other hand of it I understand you know yeah. safety first and families you know that are concerned I don't want them to feel uneasy by any means so at all yeah I understand that completely that's I think that's been the hardest thing is I have mixed feelings about everything um so kind of sometimes you got to take the coaching hat out of it and yeah. Just have some common sense,
0: right? <laughs> I know. Well, a lot of people don't have it, so thank you for having it. <laughs> uh, you got any guys? Got anything? Last thoughts? But I mean, this is a great first episode, right?
2: I I don't. I hope so. I don't and know how I did. I, I can't wait to hear it back. All, it wasn't hard at all.
0: <laughs> uh, well, like I said, this is Coach Hemi. I've been joined by Coach P, Coach Mummy. That's what I call her, Coach P. You cool there? That, right? that cool, I'm right?
2: cool.
0: This has been. Can I get a full podcast? And we'll see you guys next week.